This month on Devil Times 5, we look at what happens when animals attack, wild beasts, anaconda, and a whole lot more. No sharks, though. Hi, you're listening to episode two of Devil Times 5, the new horror podcast hosted by me, Cliff Barnes, in Brighton, UK, and my fellow zookeepers are, just outside London, genre writers CJ Lyons and Sarah Dobbs. Hello. And uh, over in Norway, movie collectors Holly Horror and Richard Tronson. Hello. Hi. Uh, our theme this month is animal attack movies. Uh, just land animals and birds, though. We'll save sharks for another time, along with cephalopods, uh, axolotls, and cetacea. What's cetacea, Cliff? But I was wondering, have any of you lot ever been attacked by animals? Um, not sharks, though. If you've been attacked by a shark, not fucking interested. I mean, attack, yeah, but not too viciously. My sister had a pet rabbit when I was 12, and one morning before school, I was eating Oreos because I used to eat cookies for breakfast, and I still do. And um, I, I started feeding the rabbit Oreos, and then when I stopped, it freaked out. And it started attacking me, and it took a couple chunks out of my leg, and I had to like oh, yeah. grab something to put it on the rabbit to push it out of my bedroom. And I slammed the door, and there's like this, you know, little space in between the bottom of the door and the floor. And he was trying to like get under it. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like it was just some Oreos, and it was like flipping out. So I'm like screaming, and I heard my mom downstairs laughing really hard because she thought it was hilarious. And uh, so she sent my older brother up to help me out, and the rabbit attacked him as well. And he has, like, <laughs> matching scars on his leg. And, yeah, it was pretty awful. I still have them, and this was, like, 20, 21 years ago. Oh, yeah, Night of the Oreos Leapers. Yeah. They got rid <laughs> of that rabbit that day. I don't know what happened to it. Don't really care. Right. <laughs> got rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was the rabbit destroyed, as they say in the news? I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, once they have a taste for human flesh, you have to have them put down. <laughs> yes. That's the way it goes. And, and apparently Oreos. <laughs> um, you know, like, you know, if you eat um, chocolate and crisps together, it tastes really nice. Is it, do you think that's like Oreos and leg? Yeah. <laughs> Good combination. <laughs> um, CJ, have you got a story? Uh, it's, well, uh, not really a an animal attack as such um, but I think my earliest memory of ever seeing an animal or coming into contact with one was, uh, and this is a fucking horrible story, I don't even know why I'm sharing this um, but I, I was probably four maybe maybe even younger but let's say four and um, for some reason our back garden uh, had a fence uh, into the neighbour's garden. And for they... some reason, your garden had a fence. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> For... To keep you in or neighbours out? Let's start that sentence again, shall we? Uh, so we had a we had a fence between our garden and the neighbour's garden, uh, but for some reason that fence uh, had, had had to be taken down temporarily. So we had this just huge extended garden, uh, and I was out there 
just by myself, as four-year-olds are in the in the back garden, uh, and I just suddenly heard this noise like you would not believe, uh, and it was next door's dog, and it was tied to a pole, um, barking and barking and barking, and I'd never seen a dog before, I'd never heard a dog before, and it was so loud, uh, and I shit myself. You were four, <laughs> and you'd never seen a dog. <laughs> I had a sheltered life, uh, so so I shit myself, and uh, it was a proper big shit as well, like a really really big one, and and to make it worse, uh, the neighbour's kids, I think there were about three or four of them, came out and saw me. Like I was just shaking, crying, terrified with this huge lump of shit uh, in my trousers, and, and they decided that they they had to like take me home, which was all of like twenty meters. Um, and they they like between them they picked me up and, and carried me like a coffin. Uh, with, I remember feeling the the weight of this this shit. Like, as I'm laying horizontal on these like four pull bearer kids, um, and yeah, they just take me into uh, into my house where uh, you know my mum rescues me. <laughs> but, and yeah, uh, that's did, they, did they destroy the dog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they uh, they destroyed the dog for inducing uh, <laughs> shit in a four year old. Um, but yeah, that's. That may explain a lot about my attitude towards animals attack me because I, d- I don't know. Maybe it's a traumatic uh, childhood. Do you thing. shit every time you watch one? <laughs> Do you, wear- yeah. you have to wear diapers watching animal attack movies. <laughs> no, well, uh, that's us. We are collectively Devil Times Five. Um, but before we start our David Attenborough impressions, let's find out what we've been watching since our last recording. Um, Sarah, you can go first. What's been your high and your low of, over the last few weeks? Um, so my high of the last few weeks was uh, Get Out, which actually isn't out yet, so it's a mega cheat, but um, I've seen it, so I'm counting it. Um, it is uh, Jordan Peele of Key and Peele's directorial debut, and um, I don't know how much you want to say about it. It's really good, but um, it wasn't what I was expecting, so I guess the less you know, the more exciting it will be. Is it a horror comedy? Them? It is. It no. Um, they're comedians, but it's not really. Hor- it has some comedy, but I wouldn't say it's a horror comedy. It's okay. yeah. your low. Uh, my low has to be rings. Um, and I'm now remembering that last time I picked two like J horror movies, so the, it's going to sound like all I watch is like J horror and J horror remakes, but that's not entirely true. Um, but yeah, the new um, American ring movie. Uh, it's shit basically it's really boring it's like one of those movies that's not even fun shit it's just awful um that's a, a disappointment because um i thought the trailer was brilliant the long trailer the trailer yeah. was fun it's because the yeah. only fun bit is the bit with the plane um which doesn't really have any bearing on anything and kind of feels like they shot it just to have something fun in the film possibly to have something to put in the trailer because uh, otherwise <laughs> i don't know what you'd put in that trailer it's just uh, just tedium and stupidity and yeah, is it a sequel just... to Ring 2? Like, does it have any connection no, at all to the first two it movies? It is no. sort of a sequel to Ring, The Ring, but it's yeah. kind of retcons The Ring 2, um, which is a bit weird because they're like, there's only two movies. I don't know why you had to fuck that up, but they do. All right, Richard, what's your high and low? Well, let's start with a high. Well, I have a few just I want to mention real quick these are all going to be uh, animal attack movies because that's pretty much all I've been watching <laughs> the past month 
rewatched Lake Placid, which I still think is a lot of fun. Probably my second favorite killer crocodile slash alligator movie. Uh, After? Oh, um, Alligator. 1980s yeah. Alligator. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I'd agree, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. good. But yeah, I think Lake Placid is like the perfect mix of horror and comedy. It's everything just works. Works really well. Yeah, you like. I watched two movies by the same director, one called Wolf Town, the other one called Bear, about that killer. You guessed it, Bear. Both really, really bad. The worst one I watched, though, was uh, Jim Wynorski's Piranaconda. I don't right. know if you've seen that one. No. It's probably a sci-fi <laughs> original. Mainly because it's called Piranaconda. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the reason I decided to watch it, just based on the title alone, but it's, yeah, one of the worst movies I've seen this year, I guess. Worst CGI I've seen in any killer animal movie. And uh, I know Holly's a massive fan of Jim Wynorski anyway, so... No, not really. I don't like him anymore, ever since he unfollowed me on Facebook. I don't like the guy. Oh, oh wanker. <laughs> yeah. So, hey. Did he, um, did he announce that he was having a cull of his friends list? No. <laughs> did he throw a little goth strop? <laughs> um, Holly, what about you? Uh, high would be Eaten Alive. Toby Hooper's Eaten Alive. Low would be any of the <laughs> Asylum movies that Richard made me watch. Ice Sharks. Oh, zombies. Ice Sharks. I, just, uh, I can't stand those movies. Hey, you wanted to watch Ice Sharks? That wasn't me. Well, yeah, that's because we were watching ice movies. Oh, Ice, ice Queen, sharks. Ice Sharks, uh, Ice Spiders. It, it was just really bad. I mean, terrible CGI, terrible everything, and terrible on purpose, and they think they're charming, but they're not. It's just garbage. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things that puts me off of that whole asylum thing is that if they're trying to be bad and, and it's corporate you know it's i like it better if it's really low budget amateur filmmakers backyard filmmakers it there's a lot more heart to it and the asylum movies mm. it, it just totally lacks that you know they they get like you know a bunch of models to come in and, and try their hand at acting and it's just everything's very false it's just really yeah bad. I don't yeah like it. I watched Birdemic today, and um, I mean that's not an asylum or a sci-fi thing, and it's shit. It's useless. It's technically totally incompetent. One of the most inept things I've ever seen, but it's it's watchable because it's not deliberate. Yeah. So like you've got these clip art bird, clip art eagles attacking, <laughs> uh, standing on vans, but like the camera's too shaky, so the clip art eagles are just in the middle of the screen and the band's shaking around it and oh, it's bollocks but what happens in ice sharks they're in uh nothing i know they're in antarctica or something and at a station scientists ice sharks that's about it for the first couple of times that you said ice sharks i thought you said eye sharks like yeah, me too. Eye, eyeball sharks. <laughs> that would be cool. I, can't I would watch that. Oh, I was imagining like electronic sharks. Eye sharks. The apple eye shark. The new eye shark. I'm glad we're, glad we're getting all our shark talk out of the way because it's not allowed later. They're verboten. I don't want to talk about ice sharks anymore. <laughs> no. We're done with ice sharks. Fuck ice sharks. Um, my low is the midnight swim which i mean it's barely horror really but it's kind of got horror tropes and 
IMDb says it's horror, so, you know, it, it counts. It's uh, about three half-sisters who their mum goes missing from her lakeside home. So they all gather there to try and find out what happened. But they just spend the whole time just talking while one of them films them through her camcorder for no fucking reason. It's totally oh. one of those films that you mentioned last time, Sarah, where there's absolutely no reason for the camera to be rolling the whole time. Um, and yeah. the biggest problem I had with it is that most of it seems to be improvised and these three actresses, they could not improvise their way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> they are dreadful at it. So it's just incredibly boring to watch them drone on for 90 minutes, whatever it is. Um, and my high is Landmine Goes Click, oh. which... Oh, there we go. Go see Jay Maining on again. <laughs> <laughs> my, my high. Um, so it's, 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 it's about... Uh, three Americans in Eastern Europe in the middle of nowhere. One of them treads on a landmine and if he steps off it, it'll blow up. So what do you do? What do you do? But what I loved about it is that it does that thing that Hostel did of going from sort of drama to comedy to like just intense, terrible brutality. And I don't want to give much away because I went in completely blind and it just wrong footed me at every turn. It ends up, it ends up just like without being one of those grindhouse pastiche films it ends up being as like nasty a sort of 70s exploitation film as it could be but it's you know it's 2015 it's done on digital video and it doesn't try and pretend to be one of these things it just is that nasty and i fucking loved it but cj what was your problem with you, you saw it at fright fest right again I, I, I saw it at fright fest a few years ago and i think you know in over 10 years of going to fright fest there are two films that stick out as being the absolute worst and this is one of them um i felt like i mean it was two hours long for a start which is way too long for like a well for one an exploitation movie and for another an exploitation movie with limited characters I think you might have seen a longer um, festival edit of it right how long was your one um hour and 45 right which is still way too long for, for that premise I also found the whole thing really like I mean obviously you know I, I love films like Hostel and I love uh, lots of films that are gross and full of torture but I felt like the misogyny in the film was coming from the filmmaker rather than the character it just i mean there was a section in the middle that was a relentless like 35 minutes of just uh verbal and physical sexual assault on on the female character and i just felt like god this is exhausting to watch rather than this is transgressive it was just uh dull and i think the fact that it was made by the same guy who did that thing where four people were trapped in a sauna I don't know if you saw that. It's like I haven't. I've ordered it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in for a treat. Uh, that has one of the dumbest endings I've ever seen. Way dumber even than, than Landmine Goes Click. Um, you thought the ending of Landmine Goes Click was dumb. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh I just, man. I just thought it was nonsense. Oh. Uh, oh, I, it's it's amazing. I I really violently hate that movie. It, it doesn't happen <laughs> a lot where I just get that like physical like I hate this shit. Uh, but that was the ending made me think that the guy had seen Funny Games by Michael Haneke and thought, yeah, I can do that, and uh, did a really good job of it. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, what was your high and low? 
well, I'm going to feel like a dick now because <laughs> having just slagged off uh, a movie mercilessly, uh, my high I can't even justify as being a good film. Like it, it, it's a bad movie, but it's an enjoyable movie, and I think I've had a pretty rough month. Uh, and the, the most enjoyable horror film that I've watched was The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> and don't get me wrong the bye bye man is quite terrible but uh the premise of the film is that there's this supernatural ghoul and if you say his name or you, you think his name uh he'll get you but unfortunately he's called the bye bye man so <laughs> you have all these actors taking it very very seriously about not saying his name and they're all sort of going it's the, the, bye, the bye, 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 bye bye man and it's just hysterical it doesn't sound <laughs> so, good so cj funny. <laughs> it's really it's so bad like it's it's weirdly badly edited like it just cuts like mid-sentence and like it makes no sense and half the story is clearly missing but, but i will agree that heart. it's really really fun to watch they, they all seem to be really invested in it like no matter how yeah. dumb it gets they're all really trying to make it good um and that counts for something so i enjoyed the bye bye man against my better judgment uh, I don't know. I don't so think I can watch eye. a movie called The Bye Bye Man. I just, I <laughs> they couldn't think of a better movie than Bye Bye Man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Did you see the the parody poster online uh, where it says, you know, don't say his name, don't think it, the pee pee poo poo man? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's pretty accurate. Um, but still, I uh, I dug it. Um, well, if that was your high, what was your low? Um, well, I mean, Rings was obviously terrible, but Sarah's already done that. So I think I'm going to go with uh, a movie from, I think, 2008 called Backwoods, uh, which I only picked up because I have this terrible compulsion to watch every single film that Hayley Duff has been in. That's Hilary Duff's lesser-known sister. Uh, she seems to only do two types of movies. She does, like, direct-to-video horror movies and Christmas films both of which yeah. I love. So, yeah, I'm, I'm always always happy to see Hayley Duff, and she stars in Backwards, which is one of those late 2000s go-out-into-the-woods, killer rednecks, uh, post-torture porn films. Um, and there's just one problem, that it's made for TV, so there is no torture. <laughs> so you get these rednecks kind of leading you up to thinking, people are going to be murdered, there's going to be gore, and then they just kind of put bags on people's heads and push them out of it. Uh, and that's that's it. So it's a really really boring film. Uh, I would not recommend it. I mean, this 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 is a film that has a major plot point where uh, well involving a, a hat that misleads some characters into thinking something that utterly changes the the course of the film. Does it say "Make America Great"? Again? <laughs> uh, you, you're not far off. Not far off. Uh, I, I won't spoil it for anybody who does want to see backwards, but uh, keep an eye on the hats. Is all I can say. All right, well, it's time to move on to this month's theme. So, uh, sing along, everyone. Il nostro primo film di questo mese è Belveve Rocci, diretto da Franco e Prosperi, nel 1983. Easy so the thing is there wasn't an English language trailer for this film so I had to edit one together and it was a right pain in the ass. so I was just seeing if it's feasible to do the whole podcast in Italian <laughs> but <laughs> nah <laughs> so here's my uh, shitty edit of the Wild Beast trailer 1983 Franco E. Prosperi what was that? It's in the cat area. That's where the tigers are. Oh, Christ. Oh, they have two laser shorting out. Ah! 
devil of a cup's bitten her nipples. Is that why she kills her? Oh, Everything's incredible. Impossible. It's phenol. Phenol chloride. Are you trying to say that someone deliberately put this in the water supply? Who would be crazy enough to do such a thing? Well, I don't think it's the work of some nut. Besides, you'd have to pour the exact same amount in each of the animals' troughs. You see what I see? What? They're elephants. How the hell did they get here? Runway 25 is not clear for your landing. But we're going too slow, Captain. We'll stall. Try landing. Hallucinogenic drugs in the water supply caused dozens of zoo animals to break out of their cages and go on the rampage in a northern European city. <laughs> so, CJ, we first discovered this film a couple of years ago at one of my all-night uh, film thingies, and uh, it was the second film of the night, and our jaws were just on the floor from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> floored by it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew some of what to expect, but at the same time, I was not expecting that... I mean, it's, it's quite. Yeah, it's a tough, a tough film to say that you like. It makes it makes mm. it very, very hard to to love. Uh, like it goes out of its way to alienate every potential uh, fan. I feel, uh, <laughs> and that's 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 something. Yeah. So I mean, what happens is, as I said, I mean, the animals break out of the zoo and. Uh, well, first first ones out are elephants. They knock over some sort of electrical tower that uh, turns turns off the security system in the cages. So all the other animals break out, and then there's cheetahs and there's lions and tigers and polar bears and <laughs> elephants and no, one polar just a lot. Hmm? There's one polar. One polar bear. One polar bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one, one, one's all you need when he's chasing two small children down a corridor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the children yeah. have knives. Knives. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's total. The thing is, it's it's all done with real animals in real locations, and it just seems to be one of the you know you health and safety be damned, and they just couldn't make it anymore. And that's why it's so amazing to watch. It just it's a pure spectacle, isn't it? Just spectacle. There's not much story. It's it's pretty relentless how um yeah it's just one one animal attack after another really there's these little bits with the uh two main characters i think there's 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 enough plot to propel it through the the animal action scenes i think you know it's got a really simple exploitation movie kind of feel to it um it's not that there's no plot at all uh it even has a, a pretty cool twist in the final third that's that's quite enjoyable that twist done off go on though it's about ten minutes. To... <laughs> it's fun though. It's just so slow. It's just like um, she goes into the into the classroom and then looks around for about ten minutes before finally something happens. <laughs> um, it's, it's the one slow bit of the film, but by that point, it, just certainly the first few times you watch it, you're just so knocked out. It's not much more action you could take. Yeah, really. I mean, when, when we watched it that night, uh, I think we all agreed that it was absolutely disgusting and reprehensible, and that we we kind of needed a, a shower afterwards. And then both of us, within 24 hours, bought copies of it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> we all took a shower together. <laughs> <laughs> CJ needed a shower because he shit his pants. <laughs> Cliff carried him in. Uh, they all carried him in like a point. funeral, you know, like a casket. <laughs> um, um, Richard, you, you like it as well, don't you? 
Yeah, I do. I like it very much. Um, I saw it for the first time back in 2012. Oh, that new shitty DVD. Oh, you got there before us. I did, yes. I Fair did. enough. I, um, Credit you know, where it's due. I liked it a lot. It was something I hadn't really seen before. I love the whole, just how insane the whole movie was. You know, didn't quite get how they'd pull off all that stuff. I mean, some of it looks really, Ooh. I mean, real. And I assume it is real. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's fake looking bits, like uh, the elephant that attacks the couple in the car. Yeah. I mean, that, that's clear. Well, yeah. That's special effects, isn't it? But, yeah. um, but, then but it's, it's, it's really well done. It's clearly real. But, yeah. I mean, if you if you um, watch the interview with uh, Prosperi on the new Blu-ray, which is it the interview with him or with someone else? But anyway, um, although they say, they, they're adamant that, you know, all the animals were perfectly well controlled Bullshit. by their... Bullshit. All the animals, I think, is a stretch. But certainly the big, the big animals they got from the circus, I think they were probably looked after. I don't think the rats are considered animals. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Obviously, the rats and the uh, yeah, and the the, the livestock and yeah. the, the farm scene as well. The, uh, the abattoir scene. Yeah, they don't get off so lightly. Yeah, yeah. Even though, even though it was apparently all like all well under control and everything, they do also say that after they'd shot the tiger scene in the subway overnight, people couldn't go to work the next morning because there was still a tiger on the loose. (laughs) They lost, they let go, managed to let go of it. It was running around the place. And planes really did have to be diverted at Johannesburg Airport because there were elephants on the runway and stuff like that. You know, it's it's madness, absolute fucking madness. And that's what, you know, I I just can't get enough of this film. But um, Sarah, Holly, you hated it. Yeah. In fact, Holly, you didn't even get through it. I, I watched it last year. I watched it from start to finish last year. And even then, I was like, I don't think I could ever sit through that again. But we were doing it for the podcast, so I was like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll try. And I got, like, 30 minutes in. Like, I got to the rat scene when they set him on fire. And that's when I had to just stop. I couldn't I couldn't watch it anymore. It's just yeah, there, there's horrible. nothing in that that makes me like, oh, this is like fun, you know? Oh, like no, it's no, not that, fun. That scene's absolutely horrible. There's there's nothing yeah. fun about that. And it's yeah. not just that. I also, you know, I don't like the way the children are filmed in it either. Like it's 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 grotesque, and it just really made yeah. me very uncomfortable. It's really weird when you first see Susie, the Susie character, isn't it? Yeah. Because she's, she's, like she's naked. sitting up in bed. Yeah. She's sitting up in bed, her shirt's open, she's, her tits are out, and you think it's... I mean, well, certainly when we, me and CJ first watched it, we were like, it's, it's a naked woman, a topless woman, it's a bit of gratuitous nudity. And then she walks into the next room and phones her mum, and it's like, oh... She's a child. Yeah, Why? and even yeah. the children that are at the that are trapped in the school, you know, the the camera's always kind of positioned in a in a way that is just not right. You know, it's and they're all like in bathing suits and underwear and yeah, I just I can't. Well, they're in they're in their dance leotards, yeah. aren't they? And I'll tell you yeah. what, when you see Susie dancing, she definitely fucking needs the lessons. Dreadful. Sarah. Yeah, you weren't happy with it either. I wasn't happy with it. I I did watch it to the end, but um, I probably lost interest around the point where the rat thing happened. Yeah, I don't know. I just I something in my brain doesn't doesn't want to be entertained by animals running amok and killing other animals. And CJ is there going like, "Oh, look at the spectacle! Look at all this madness!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really care." <laughs> Sorry. Well, even the cheetah, even the cheetah chasing the woman in a VW Beetle down the street yeah i mean 
it just goes on though doesn't it it just goes on and on you like i, I mm. could watch an all day to chase to be honest yeah <laughs> that's probably my favorite scene in the movie i, I noticed a uh, glaring continuity error <laughs> where um, she was shot um the cheetah and the woman in the car they were in johannesburg so that she's driving a uh, right-hand drive car on the left-hand side of the road and um Rupert and Inspector Nat, who are chasing them, they were shot in Rome, so they're driving on the right-hand side of the road and the left-hand side of the road. Uh, I, for some reason, I thought the whole thing was shot in Germany. Yeah. No, they started in Zimbabwe, right. then then went to um, Johannesburg, and then went to Rome. And I think it's only the exteriors that are shot in Frankfurt. Right, okay. I yeah, because you do see a lot of... Um, exteriors, you know, you know, establishing shots and that. Yeah, you do see a lot of signs in German. So I, too, thought <laughs> the entire movie was shot in you know, German. It's Germany weird, is it, It's weird how it, the opening caption says, a northern European city, yeah. as if they don't you know, want it to be completely anonymous. And then pretty much the next shot is a Frankfurt Zoo with a, with, with a branch slightly covering up the word <laughs> Frankfurt. <laughs> Not very effectively. Um, in fact, those opening minutes of the film, really odd, because it's just sort of travel not travelogue footage horrible sort of pollution footage with music playing saxophone music but then there's that quote uh from francis thrive <laughs> francis thrive which is english for franco prospery <laughs> <laughs> um no opening titles though for ages you think oh has there something gone wrong have they missed the titles off but i don't know if you've watched the italian um version of the film because the music on that scene is slightly different there's vocals on it and listen to this, they got a really great singer to, uh, to do this. Remember Yeah. Um, wow. Have we got anything else to say about Wild Beast before we move on? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because... You know, I can't I can't watch those rats on fire, but I can watch something like Kingdom of the Spiders, where like tons of spiders are killed, and it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, because you hate spiders. Yeah, probably. It's also not the only European film to set rats on fire, is it? It's Cannibal Apocalypse um, as well. And I, I don't, yes. I don't, I'm not crazy about that either. Hunchback of the Morgue mm. does it. Yeah. And I think um, I think Rats Night of Terror. I think. Probably. Um, it's it's a cheap non-special effect isn't it setting rats on fire seeing them running around it, it looks yeah you yeah okay you're you gonna say it looks cool you. weren't you it, it doesn't look cool. I, don't, I don't think it looks cool i uh <laughs> sorry I'm not i know what it means that. but i'm not gonna say it looks cool because it doesn't but I, I think i know what it means yeah. So, yeah it's not something you see every day yeah Unless you watch Wild Beasts every day. <laughs> Which apparently you probably you do. And CJ do. <laughs> uh, well, this month's topic uh, has not been a popular one among, <laughs> among the five of us. Uh, Richard and I have got on with it. But uh, it's taken us deep into the rabbit hole of some bad movies. But we've been busy as a bee watching them. The elephant in the room, of course, is that most of them are complete dog shit. So I thought a way to tackle this would be to try and figure out which animals are best suited to animal attack movies. Holly, what, what animals do you think suit the genre well? I, I don't, I prefer like bugs and spiders and cockroaches, slugs, 
all the like swarmy, creepy, crawly things, parasites. Because I think those are more more like horror films. I think when it's like a big animal, it's more like a sci-fi action adventure. I mean, there is like horror in it, but the creepy, crawly stuff has more genre appeal to me. I'm on board with that. Um, I mean, most of the things I've been watching this last month have been snakes, but um, do they count as yeah? I like creepy snakes. crawly in that. They count because yeah. I like them. Good. I'll pick some pick some highlights from creepy crawly movies. Slugs. Yeah. Um, Slugs is great. Squirm. Squirm. I love Squirm. I love the sister. I don't know her name right now, but she's always like smoking joints and cracking jokes, and she's awesome. And is she is she always drinking that weird milk drink that? No, that's the guy. That's the the city tourist always drinking egg cream. Egg cream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the least appetizing drinks (laughs) I've heard of. (laughs) Egg cream. Um, Squirm. Yeah. It's set on my birthday. I think there's a caption at the start that says it's uh, the action begins on, or the storm that sets the whole thing off. It's 29th September 1975. Yeah. The day I was born. But what I don't like about Squirm is the two heroes... Just hide up a tree until it finishes. But not for that long. But it's all it's all really kicking off. It's all the, the worms are going everywhere, and they go. Let's hide up a tree, and then it pretty much just fades to black, and then it's morning, and, <laughs> and it's then everything's finished. gone. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Which actually, it's a smart thing to do. It's quite a common theme with these films because that's what happens in Wild Beasts, isn't it? Well, the, the PCP wears off, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It just goes back to normal. They don't have to do anything. <laughs> um, Birdemic, which I mentioned earlier. Again, they just, you know, the eagle, the clip art eagles just stop attacking the town. <laughs> Why do they have such shit endings, these films, sometimes? I, I guess it might be because no one wants to see a load of animals being blown up as the, <laughs> yeah. the yeah. ending. The ending of Kingdom of the Spiders is really cool. It's not a film I'll ever watch. In Kingdom of the Spiders, they had a tarantula wrangler, and he collected, like, I think it was like 5,000 tarantulas for the movie. 5,000. CJ would love it. Yeah, no, CJ. I'm not recommending it to CJ. (laughs) Never watching that film. Ever. I'm starting to feel a bit, like, itchy and weird even talking about it. Like, I... Not not enjoying this. (laughs) Let's move on to something more pleasant, then. 5,000 tarantulas... Or how many thousand snakes do you think are in Calamity of Snakes? God, that film. About a million. Yeah, a million. It <laughs> yeah. looks it, doesn't it? It fucking yeah. looks I think th- I think three of them lived, actually, at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I Two or three. love Calamity of Snakes. Oh, I know. God. And I know it is absolutely reprehensible. It makes Wild Beasts look yeah. like a, a proper like Disney movie because uh, it's so disgusting. Yeah. I, I remember watching it. And feeling so ill that I just I went to bed right afterwards, and then I woke up the next morning still just feeling gross and ill. It was like yeah. film poisoning. It was just <laughs> horrible that movie. Film poisoning. Yeah, is that, 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 that film is poison. It is just people killing snakes, snakes going up people. It's just horrible. <laughs> I was gonna say earlier. As insane as Wild Beasts is, and it's you know, pretty out there, it has nothing on Calamity of Snakes. I, I think I found Wild Beasts quite entertaining because, you know, obviously there are a couple of scenes where the, the cruelty went too far, but the, there was a lot that was just really unbelievable, like, you know, polar bears chasing children, stuff like that, where your eyes are just popping out. I didn't think there was anything like that in Calamity of Snakes. It was all just gross and sadistic. Oh, I thought it was more of that in Calamity of Snakes. Some of those sequences are just so out there, so insane. 
but that the bit with the snake sorcerer where he like bites well, yeah. the snake. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, that was just so horrible. Yeah. Uh, just oh. What about when you see the thousands of um, snakes going up the corridor in the residential block? It's so impressive, especially the, I love the way sidewinders move. When, and when you've got like dozens of them or scores of them all swishing up this corridor together, it's just it's amazing to look at because yeah, you can go see a snake or two in a cage in a zoo. But you never get to see a hallway full of thousands of the fuckers. Yeah. And <laughs> so if nothing else, and I'll tell you what, if, if you want to watch all that stuff, but without so much of the killing of the snakes, there's an American film called The Serpent Warriors, um, which is, it's, it swaps out the animal killing for racism. It's about a group of white people who, <laughs> basically it does. It's about a group of white people who go to an island in the Pacific, I think, to um, try and kill this tribe because one of them mugged their sister off or something. Um, and they're, they're a snake-worshipping tribe. And Eartha Kitt turns up in it as a snake priestess, which is really weird. But most of the, the really spectacular snake footage is just lifted direct from Calamity of Snakes. So you can oh. watch... A lot of the footage from that, but you know, it cuts short before they all get flamethrowered. But you do, I think, get the bit at the, at the very end where the guy's just rolling around covered in snakes and on fire for ages. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking amazing film. And also, I think Calamity of Snakes is one of the best titles ever. It's yeah. a good title. I'll, I'll yeah. give you yeah, that. I could say it all day long Calamity of Snakes, Calamity of Snakes, Calamity Better snakes. or worse than Snakes on a Plane? <laughs> snakes on a Plane is good too. I was surprised. <laughs> I, I always avoided Snakes on a Plane because I thought Snakes on a Plane is going to be shit really good good fun well it's good fun excellent yeah. entertainment another another good title uh lewd lizard <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yes <laughs> um that's one of those films where it's not so much animals taking it upon themselves to attack as yeah, a man put somewhere where they shouldn't be <laughs> yeah it's about a guy who he's been feels that he's been done wrong by women and you know he's a reasonable guy so um, while out one day collecting lizards on the beach, he suddenly comes up with the idea of seducing women, getting them into bed, and sticking lizards up them. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's from Hong Kong, Holly. They do things differently. <laughs> um, Sarah, you're just oh. not a fan of the genre at all, are you? No, no. Um, I feel like whenever I was trying to think of any uh, animal type movie that I liked, it was mostly like some kind of were animal. Uh, rather than just an animal, so I think maybe I just like monster movies. Fair point. Oh, another great title is. Uh, s- <laughs> or, is or, or is that. S- <laughs> s- there we go. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. one of the yeah. worst transformation scenes, but also one of the worst ever haircuts I've ever seen. It's about the mad scientist who turns people into snakes. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. Yeah, see, that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Sarah. Like the killer animal stuff, where there isn't a supernatural element, just gets kind of boring for me because yeah. I like I like animals, so I kind of always a either relate to to them and <laughs> don't want the humans to set them on fire or whatever, or I just find that they're a really one dimensional antagonist and not that exciting to watch because they're just animals. Um, That's I guess why a lot of these films have a. Um, a human antagonist as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. But then they they all seem modelled on the um, the mare in Jaws. Every single one of them, pretty much. How about a classic then? An absolute classic, The Birds. Don't like Hitchcock. Yeah. <laughs> I like The Birds. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't want to sound like a hipster, but I prefer the short story. Right, yeah, well, you love Daphne du Maurier. I do, you, so. yeah. I thought you were going to say you prefer the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> We've all watched Death Trap in the last few weeks, uh, Eaten Alive. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Does that count as an animal attack movie? No. I would say so. Nah. Yeah. The it's kind of. a trick. Oh. It's such a trick. Like, you think it's going to be an animal attack movie, and then it's just not. It's just, like, some guy. Is that what, what that movie is? It's a hot mess, is what it is. Uh, no. This is from the guy whose highlight is Bye Bye Man. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. I told you, I knew I was never going to live that down. Because, yeah, I. Yeah, guilty is charged. <laughs> All right, pop pop quiz. Is it a crocodile or an alligator in Eaten Alive? I think it's both. It is both. Well done. Oh, yeah. Did I get bonus points? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you get a point. Hey, <laughs> that's more than we're going to get in scary noises. So fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we've got our quiz later because it went so well last month. <laughs> I was hoping because the elephant scenes in Wild Beasts are so amazing. It'd be a good Killer Elephants film. And there is a Thai film called The Killer Elephants, but it doesn't actually have any killer elephants in it. It's got elephants, but no one gets killed by one. <laughs> the worst thing that happens to anyone is one guy knocks himself out by running headlong into an elephant's dangling cock. Wow. Uh, that, yes. I, uh, this is immediately going on my must-watch list. <laughs> well, it, it's shit. It's shit. And it's one of those films where uh, I don't think for a moment the people doing the English dubbing had a copy of the script. So they basically say what's happening. Yeah. They say it's a real say-what-you-see dub. But what's interesting about it is um, it does let you know what it sounds like when people are attacked by elephants. Listen to this. Everybody, come on, there's an elephant coming. Oh, hey, no, yeah, have a look. Come on, let's get out of here. Oh, come on. Hey, elephant. Oh, no, no, please, elephant, please. No, no, no. No, please go away. Hey, oh, oh, it's an elephant. Ah, 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 it's another Please. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that didn't work. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I mean, it, it, I think it's authentic because if we compare it to the uh, scene in Wild Beasts, that sounds like this. What the hell is that? Elephants! <laughs> so there you go. That's what happens when you get attacked by elephants. Apparently, <laughs> just announce the name of the animal very loudly and scream. <laughs> Let's move on to our second feature, which is Anaconda, 1997, directed by Louis Lozar. They have come to the world's most isolated jungle to prove the existence of a long-lost tribe. Shishama worship giant snakes. Anacondas as gods protect us. What is this? Anaconda skin. Is snakes out there this big? Snakes don't eat people. Oh, they don't? Now, they are the ones being watched. Do you hear that? The ones being followed. Nobody move. The ones being hunted. There's something down there. But not by anything human. Anaconda. When you can't breathe, you can't scream. Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube play members of a documentary crew who are trying to find a lost tribe in the Amazon rainforest. But when they take pity on a stranded sailor played by John Voight, 
they find themselves the target of a 40-foot snake. Richard, this was your choice. What do you love about Anaconda? Um, everything, pretty much. Um, there's nothing I don't like. But I can try and defend it. I know it's a, it's a very goofy, silly movie. It's not a great movie, but it's a very entertaining one. At least I think so. I feel like I had to start at the beginning. When I was younger, we used to rent, you know, in the VHS era, used to rent videos on Friday or Saturday nights. And uh, one night, my parents rented this snake movie, Anaconda. looked really cool. I was allowed to watch it. I was probably like 11. We watched the movie and uh, I just fell in love with it. I was really fascinated by not just the snake, but the Amazon River. It is a bit like a uh, sort of PG version of Cannibal Holocaust, the way they're set up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's, that's right. So, um, nice entry level into the Cannibal <laughs> yeah. Good cast, I think. Such a weird cast. Such a... Everyone in that film is famous. It's very... Mm-hmm. Pretty much. J-Lo, Ice Cube, John Voight, Eric Stoltz, Jonathan Hyde, Owen Wilson, Danny Trejo is in it at the start. Although, weirdly, for a Mexican, the only Spanish words he seems to know are Por favor, por favor, por favor. <laughs> Elefanto, <laughs> por favor. <laughs> <laughs> it's another elephant. Oh, and Frank Velka, or Welker, Welker probably, he does the voice of the anaconda. And he also does the voice of the python in Python. So, wow. you know, typecast. Yeah, I noticed that. They had a guy credited as Anaconda and it said voice. It's like, I yeah. can't remember the Anaconda speaking. They but do, it, though. They roar. Yeah. They roar in these films. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to... I think Frank Wilker's job is safe. But why would you hire a guy um, to do that? Why wouldn't you like just get a recording of like uh, an animal roaring? On uh, The Mummy, they got Blixer Bargeld from Einstein's Ender Neubarten to do the mummy oh, noise. Wow. That's sort of like... Because <laughs> that's the kind of freaky shit that he does. <laughs> mummies, mummies do roar, though. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the snakes in this movie are very vocal. They roar and hiss, mm. like, constantly. CJ, Sarah, what do you want to say about Anaconda? Oof. Well, for me, I, I kind of felt when I watched it that Richard would have this nostalgic childhood association with it because I think you have to Uh, I didn't watch it at the time Uh, I watched it for the first time about a week ago in preparation for this podcast and I just did not see the attraction at all it was the most 90s film I've ever watched and I think the 90s were maybe the worst decade in the history of film Uh, so you had like I mean the cast is the 90s Uh, the visuals the the CGI snake I know it occasionally turns into a model snake but most of it's this sort of dodgy CGI yeah yeah I mean the the visuals were, were not really to my taste and I felt the plot was just the most generic, uh, like it was, it, it, the the humorous bits weren't particularly funny. It was a very sort of bland, um, mass-produced feel to to the screenplay. It was like you know, here's where you put in a joke, here's where you put in a, a death. Uh, it, it felt like it was a prefab screenplay just kind of put together. Um, and I think what really killed it was John Voight. No, uh, no, he's the I mean, only good thing about them. <laughs> I was going to say it's 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 very generic, very run of the mill, save for John Voight. He looks like he's recovering from anaphylaxis. Yeah. <laughs> he's puffy, isn't he? Yeah, I think whatever he does with his voice as well is like amazing. <laughs> oh, I've got a clip. I've got a clip. 
because um, something that pissed me off about the film, I did generally enjoy the film, uh, but I don't think you can have a speech like this in it and then not deliver on it later. A strike, wrap around you, hold you tighter than your true love, and you get the privilege of hearing your bones break before the power of the embrace causes your veins to explode. Now, does anyone... <laughs> explode. Does anyone get to hear their bones break and uh, have their veins explode at any point later in the film? No. Well, yeah, but not, not <laughs> the main part. True. But you do hear bones breaking. Oh, you do hear a few bones breaking, yeah. Yeah. Also, I, do, I did like the bit where um, he gets eaten at the end and you see from inside the snake. That was good. <laughs> that was the one bit that I remembered from having seen the film before. It was like that was the image that had stuck indelibly in my mind. Holly? I like it. I saw it when it came out in the theatre. And I think I actually like it probably more now than I did then. But just because it's goofy. And the, Eric Stoltz is like so unnecessary in that movie. He just kind of disappears and is in a it's bed romantic the entire time. It, yeah, I, I just I don't get it. it. It was the 90s. He was contractually yeah. obliged to be in everything. Yeah, him and Owen Wilson are just supposed yeah. to be there, I guess. Yeah, I wonder if like, Eric Stoltz was the most expensive actor. So, the, you know, they hired him for a bit and then said, right, now you can just lie in bed <laughs> for the rest of the film. So we don't have to pay. I would imagine John Voight being the most expensive actor. Wow, they got ripped off. What, what is the accent supposed to be? It's, it's, supposed, it to be feels... to, it's supposed to be a Tony Montana in Scarface. I think that's what he was going for. <laughs> wow. Say hello to my 40-foot friend. <laughs> feels kind of racist, but not towards any specific race or culture. I guess it just feels anti-human. Like, like that. that voice is against humanity. Like, like the character. <laughs> well, yeah. Fits the character to a T, I think. Like the snake, he doesn't chew the scenery, he swallows it whole. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> right, well, as Anaconda then, I guess it's time for our quiz. <laughs> I swear I've made this easier than last month. Let's hope yeah, so. Last Last time, out of a possible 18 points, the final score was just 2-0 to Holly and Richard. Amazing. Oh, shout out to Ben from the We Watch Anything podcast. He reckons he'd have beaten you all. Yeah, he talks big, but... So get your buzzers ready. Um, I'm going to play dialogue from one film over the music from another, and you have to buzz in when you think you've identified them both. You get one point for each film you identify correctly, and a bonus point if you manage to get both in a pair right. And this month, one half of each pair will be related to our theme of animal attacks. And we're playing for an extra prize as well this month because whichever team wins gets to choose our first feature next month. So, fingers on buzzers, here's your first pair of scary noises. Look, Detective, I'd like to be more help to you, but um, like I said, when we're done with the subjects, you're taken back to the pound for cremation. It's all very carefully regulated by the Humane Society. Okay, so that was Richard. The thing? Yeah, did you get the dialogue? Oh, no, I did not. Okay, it is the thing, yeah, the music. Yeah. So, play the whole thing for CJ and Sarah. Look, Detective, I'd like to be more help to you, but um, like I said, when we're done with the subjects, you're taken back to the pound for cremation. It's all very carefully regulated by the Humane Society. Is it possible for one of these dogs to uh, get loose and wind up in the sewer system? No. No way. Yeah? Is that uh, right? That's better. Uh, is it alligator? It is alligator. Well done. So it's one all. Here's your second pair. Now how about it, John? How about the election? I don't even know who you're talking about. 
Oh, you, uh, you didn't know anything about this nurse. That was different. Well, I touched her hand. Oh. Yes, CJ. Uh, is it dead and buried? No. No, nothing there. Okay, so the music was the black cat. Lucha Fortress, the black cat. And the dialogue was from the Dead Zone. Oh, I was thinking Dead Zone. God damn it. Did it ring in? <laughs> I know. Okay, here's the third one. For sure not. What about the diet? Not about the job. Don't mention something passing. No wonder she's been on my fucking bed. Don't do that, Gav. I wish somebody would fucking clarify the chain of command there. Who's wagging the dog? Yeah, CJ. Is it dog soldiers? It's not dog soldiers. Uh, Holly and Richard, got anything? Nope. No. CJ, it, what do you reckon? Now? Is it Kill List? It is Kill List, yeah. Well, that would make sense because I couldn't understand what those guys were saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, the unmistakable voice of my, Michael Smiley. Uh, the music was the schoolyard scene, the, yeah, the school scene in um, The Birds. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that movie in years. The birds. The birds. Oh, I knew I should have rewatched the birds. <laughs> I know. I could have told you it's Michael Smiley, and that's literally it. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the fourth one. I have an idea how we can make good use of this building. Maybe it'll break up the monotony. I want to make some films here. A really weird film, and you two can be in them. Hey, man. Sounds wild. Can we make any money out of this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no? Oh, I know that music. Is it What's up with your bell? What's up with your I don't bell know, my bell's gone fucked It's because he's um, holding it in his hand like an idiot. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> he's holding it down. Stop holding your bell in your hand while we're recording, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think it might be Last House Under End Street. Yes, that is the dialogue, yeah. Uh, did you get the music at all? No, Holly and Richard. I know the music, but oh, God damn it. I just watched it. I think it's a cool tune. Yeah, Raw. It's what? Raw. What? The lion. The, oh, the lion yeah. All oh, right, got you. Yeah. Uh, right, so the scores are two-one to CJ and Sarah. Two more to go. Here's the fifth one. Phillips, listen to me. We're facing a disaster here. You need a long vacation, pal. This is no time to argue. Who's arguing? I'm telling you, you're nuts. We'll declare a health emergency. I'll take full responsibility. You ain't got the authority to declare happy birthday. Not in this town. No, I thought you'd definitely get it from that line. The music sounded Italian. No, it's not. Uh, it's not square. No, you're not going to get it, are you? The dialogue was slugs. Uh, the dialogue was slugs. And the music was one missed call. I've never seen that. I'll see it, it's really good. It is good. And here's the last one. In the Christian year 2015, the insensitivity of man finally triumphs, and hundreds of atomic bombs devastate all five Richard. Uh, don't go into the woods. It is don't go in the woods. Did you get the dialogue? No. No idea. 
Okay, uh, here you go, um, CJ and Sarah, here's the whole thing again. The Christian year 2015, the insensitivity of man finally triumphs, and hundreds of atomic bombs devastate all five continents. Terrified by the slaughter and destruction, the few survivors of the disaster seek refuge under the ground. From that moment begins the era that will come to be called After the Bomb. Is it that giant ant movie? That I can't remember the title of. Empire of the Ants. Yeah, Empire. No, no, it wasn't that. It was Rats Night of Terror. Oh. I haven't seen that. So the final scores, twice as good as last month. Two all. Um, But we'll have another round of scary noises next month. Uh, The fact it was a tie means, of course, that I get to choose next month's first feature. And we're going to go with bloody moon because holly wants to take us back to school and her choice for next month is the dorm that drip blood aka pranks uh let's just wind up by saying um give sarah's other podcast cast in the rooms a go uh we also want to shout out the ancient slumber who have promised to shout us out on theirs and uh, my old mate ben's we watch anything all good podcasts uh, please get in touch and let us know what you think of the show. You can contact us on SoundCloud, iTunes. You can search for Double Times 5 on Facebook and Twitter. And we're on Letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash dx5. So until next time, we've been Double Times 5. Thanks for listening. Double Times 5.